Hello, and welcome to Gameplay Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is a storytelling game radio show featuring guests from the New York City Hive and beyond with the music by Jasula. I'm your co-host, Erin. And I'm your co-host, Brianna. Um, and today I am absolutely pleased to be able to say that we are going to have our own lovely co-host, Brianna, doing her own solo game. <gasps> Who? Oh, me. Yay! Yes! You. Oh, God, this is going to be horrifying. I'm bad at telling stories. (laughs) I don't know what a story is. Right, like you don't, like, (laughs) do this every week and write on your own time. Oh, no, this is going to be super fascinating. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, I kind of thought, I've, like, been thinking about this one line that you said when we played Remember Me, God knows how many weeks back. It was probably, like, one or two. I have no sense of memory. Um, But... You said just how like you kind of look at the really small details in a story and like the small little uh, personal touches that make things kind of react. And I'm like, no, blow up the building and like just completely knock people out. So now it's just me and me has to do the small touches. And me has to learn that that's not proper grammar. But yeah, so it's going to be interesting. It's going to be all you, your details, your big actions. I hate it. I hate it. But you know what? To bring it back to Critical Role again, um, it is just fascinating because it's like, I'm sure on their channel they have like one shots, but like, or one shot solo plays. I don't mm. know. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's always, um, since I've only gotten to tabletop games, maybe like a little over a year ago. I mean, how long has this pandemic been? Um, I've never even really thought about what a solo game was about. And I guess you... I guess that's what my neighbors hear when I'm like plotting out a story and I'm like trying to figure out where like the pieces go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so truly, you listeners, you're basically like my poor neighbor who has to listen to me at all hours of the night going, no, I think she should go there. And he's like, please, God, just let me sleep. Please. But like you're you're willingly engaging. In this you have chosen me. this for yourself. Yes, he has not. Um, but that's too bad for him because he could also listen to me on gameplay radio. Hey, and maybe he should. <laughs> oh God, please don't. <laughs> yeah, and I think you should knock on his door and say, "Hey, have you been wondering what I've been talking about this whole time? Every once in a while, like every once in a while, you should like um, listen to my podcast. Have you heard it? Have you listened I- to my show?" I would rather actually die. Thank you. <laughs> I'm that person who like I love sending things out into the like ether. Um, like I started a newsletter, but good lord, never tell me that you've ever read anything I've done ever. Um, which makes writing really difficult because people will be like, "Oh my god, I loved it." I'm like, I've already disassociated from that. So again, listeners, you and I were having this relationship. Never speak to me. If you ever recognize Brianna in person, do not approach. You've That'd be been so terrifying. You're like, I recognize your voice. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, solo games have a special place in my heart, in my little introverted heart, uh, where I just I just love that they're basically like prompts and settings. Like it's a really, mm-hmm. it's a fun way to kind of sit and get to play in someone else's world and really make it your own um, and like wholly your own. Like sharing stories and getting to tell those with other people is uh, fantastic and such a gift as well but also uh getting to share that time with yourself is quite lovely um and i hope that you have that experience as well today oh thank you usually when i share a world by myself it's just me and a video game controller playing that single person rpg life nobody look at me it's just me and sora running through the world no dual player i hate this yeah in this case you are the story Ooh. <laughs> 
Which is, it's so weird because it's like, yeah, it's basically like just, <laughs> it's like writing. It's, it's, I'm writing this story. I just haven't given prompts, but ooh, here's another fun thing. I hate prompts. I used to have like hundred grid prompt lists and oh your girl would get through like 10 and be like, I hate this. Don't tell me what to write. <laughs> oh my God. Well, uh, th- this is going to be a very interesting experience for you then because a lot of uh, solo gaming is basically prompts. Ooh, together, listeners, we will suffer. A uh, fun. I'm so glad that you asked to do this. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, Erin, I must do this today. And she's like, I regret asking you. She didn't say that, but I can see it in her eyes, the regret immediately pouring in. No, I'm I'm legitimately <laughs> very excited about this. <laughs> I'm really excited um, to uh, get to kind of hear how this goes on the other end of it, too, because I, listeners, am going to step away. It's going to be uh, just you and Brianna just sharing the story. Oh, my God, guys, it's going to be so great. She'll leave, and I'll finally get to talk about my hot Disney dad theories. Oh, I mean, <clears throat> we're going to play a game. We're going to play a game. Like me and Jigsaw. What? No. Yeah. Please You're be stuck with this for an hour. <laughs> please, please don't subject my listeners to violent gore. It'd be very the foley would be very impressive though. Yeah. I was like, how would I do that? Hmm. I already. But, uh, is it horrible? I already have ideas. <laughs> oh my god, listener! Next Halloween. <laughs> so that's what I'm going to be working on uh, while Brianna goes on this adventure. Do you want to talk about what the adventure is and why you picked it? Sure. The adventure is a game called My Welcome Guest by Yoshi Creelman, a solo game about being trapped in fairy world and trying to bargain your way home. Uh, and throughout the game, you kind of have to like not break fairy taboos so you can get out of here. And if you know anything about fairy world or I'm just thinking like Hades and Persephone, it's like, you know, don't eat the food. Your girl's going into this just like reaching for the food. I'm not coming back to Middle Earth or wherever the hell we are. I don't want to deal with this hellscape. I mean, why did I pick this? Um, Because exactly actually that. I truly, if I was ever someone who accidentally fell into like the fairy realm, like, ooh, you're stuck here now. It's like, you mean I don't have to pay taxes? I don't have to work? Fuck yeah, let's do this. And they'd be like, no, fuck, we have to get rid of her. Please just get the fuck away. And it'd truly be a game of like, how can I like run farther into fairy world? And they're like chasing me and be like, please get this fucking human out of here. Um, And I wanted to live that out because because at the moment I can't do it yet. Yeah. I mean, the fairy world might very well be out there somewhere. Yo, they're never going to get rid of me. They're gonna be like, why are the plants growing so there she is? And I'll just be like sprinting. I'm I'm looking forward <laughs> to this game going completely off the rails within 10 minutes. <laughs> Thank you. It's just me and my little my little fairy conk. I'm gonna rule fairyland. Like this the I'm trying to bargain my way home, right? Through the game. I'm ruling fairyland. I'm Fuck I'm this. the arch fay now. <laughs> It's like, but her ears, it's like, we know it's her. It's like me and Legolas just like, I will, me and him will take it down. Yes, I am bringing in Lord of the Rings. The only elf I can think of who is not a fairy. I'm great at this. Uh, Guys, you're going to have a whole, you're going to have a whole fun time with listening to me about this. But yeah, um, it just seemed fun. Uh, And I needed something lighthearted and fun because work sucks, doesn't it? This world sucks. Capitalism sucks. Yeah. And speaking of capitalism. Speaking of capitalism. 
I think that's Brianna's cue that we're, we should uh, get into our on-air reads for the station, uh, which uh, Radio for Brooklyn is a nonprofit, so we actually don't get any money for any of this, but we will tell you what's going on. Um, and then I can let her get into uh, taking over the fairy realm. It's going to be great, guys. It's going to be great. It's going to be so good. Uh, so let's just do those things real, real quick. And then, uh, yeah. And then, and then Brianna's taken over. If you'd like to listen to Radio for Brooklyn when you're not in front of a computer and you don't want to have a weird web browser up on your phone, please download our free mobile app for iPhone and Android available on their respective app stores. Thanks. Radio Free Brooklyn's mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, free expression, and public art. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. Every dollar helps us to stay on the air and allows us to continue our work in the community. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so all contributions are tax deductible. Please support with a monthly pledge or a one-time donation at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. If you're an Amazon shopper and would like to donate in a way that costs nothing to you, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash Amazon and register RFB as your Amazon Smile charity. Every time you shop, a portion of your purchase benefits Radio Free Brooklyn. Boo, Amazon. That's the final thing I'm going to say. <laughs> Brianna, go have fun. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Erin. Next time we talk, I'll rule Fairyland. Oh, God, this is, it's just me. It's weird. Hi, listeners. How are you? Uh, yeah, but anyway, so like I said, like we've been talking about, we're going to go through my welcome guest. Basically, the only thing that you uh, will hear from me is I need something to write with. I need something to write on. Uh, a six-sided die, so you will hear... Um, you will hear that in the background. And then also a place to accrue taboo marks. And a taboo mark is essentially, when I go through it, there is five or six acts in this game. Um, and I will read kind of the setup of the act and then the question, and then there will be six um, options that I can have. And they're not really options as I have to roll a dice for them. So, you know what? As I said earlier, I'm really excited to get into uh, Ruling Fairyland, which may or may not be an option in this, but let's get into it. Cool. So, act one. Uh, you've, I'm just going to talk I, I've heard stories and rumors of fairy, a magical, mystical, and ethereal place filled with contradictions, a place where all seasons exist simultaneously, a place where a hundred years may only take a day, and you could be gone for a day only to return and find that everyone you knew passed on a century ago. What story have, have you, I can't say I, I'm sorry, what story have you heard that made you so curious to visit fairy? What was so enticing? So... I'm going to roll. Our options are food and drink, unimaginable beauty, seductive fae. Ooh, maybe the hot Disney dads will come into play here. Promise of power, eternal life, or an escape. I know personally I'm an escape, but let's see what is this. Yep, food and drink. F okay, okay, we can do this. Um, And then what tale of warning run rung so true that kept you from exploring too deeply? If it's food and drink again, I swear to God. Um, the options are trapped forever, torture, servitude, memory loss, leaving loved ones or death. And I got memory loss. Food and drink. Man, I had an escape. So I'm just going to give you kind of the backstory. Uh, my character or I, uh, Marigold, she 
you know, honestly, she has really gotten sick of food in the human world because honestly, there's only like cooking is fine. Cooking is like a thing you have to do, but the fact that you have to keep making this food over and over and over and over can be really frustrating. And she just heard like the decadent banquets and meals and just incredible things of what you can eat and what you can drink. There's like goblets overflowing with whatever they have in Greek mythology, ambrosia, except this is fairyland and this is not Greek mythology. So, um, Marigold was just really, really intrigued for the chance to like be able to try this incredible things. But she did know that, you know, being able to eat this food may or may not leave her in a situation where she doesn't actually know who the fuck she is and she doesn't know how she got there and she doesn't know why she is or why she has come to be. But in all seriousness, like, fuck imaginable beauty. Fuck the hot fae. Uh, fuck power, life, or an escape. She just wants some good-ass food. She is there for a great meal. Something that, I'm not gonna lie, I don't get. Food is fine. Ooh. But yeah, so. Marigold, she's there for some hot food. She's <laughs> she's there for some delicious food. Excuse me. She is there. Uh, a worry that she's going to lose her memory. But it's fine. It's fine. She's She's, you know powering through she is going through the force because you know there's the fae are always in the force where the fuck else are they in like a starbucks but actually as she goes through the forest there is what looks like a starbucks kind of in the back of the forest and you know honestly she is kind of hungry like you know she may as well get a, a, a a breakfast sandwich before she actually goes into the fane. So she goes into this mythical Starbucks. And buddy, she didn't go into a Starbucks. She went into the fae realm because she went in and there was no line. There was no customers. There was no cars, which would be a little weird as she's in the middle of a fucking forest. So she goes in and suddenly the light kind of has changed and like glows all around her. And she's still in the forest. She's at the back of the Starbucks, but everything like glistens in this weird way. And it's kind of incredible. So then, in, I've done it. I have landed in Fairy. Uh, I, I'm just going to keep reading it as you. I'm sorry. You've never been here before, but you've heard tales of those who've been before and found their way back, so you know it's possible. What they all had in common was a guide, a local fae, who helped guide them back. A guide who offered a warning, one more broken taboo, and you have been trapped in Fae. In Fairy. So what inciting incident tipped the scales and finally brought you to fair? <laughs> uh, I hope it's food again. It's not an option. I just hope this bitch was hungry and that's why she went into her Starbucks. Um, ooh, violence. Oh no. Oh no. What brought me to Faye? So it, the reason she was in, she was walking through that forest wasn't just that she happened to be in that forest she didn't just kind of go in to get a, get some starbucks and find fairy but she had seen something horrible she had seen something horrible she had been on the subway because she apparently lives in new york now um and there's forests in new york where this is a mythical story please go with me but she was on the subway and she had seen you know, there's the there's the Showtime dancers. If you've never heard of them, uh, the opening act of Hamilton when they start singing Showtime, and they just 
unabashedly start singing and you wish they would stop, but they will not stop. That, except to the nth degree, is showtime. And one person had accidentally, even though they knew their fucking routine up and down, kicked someone in the head. And it was so horrible that she was like, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. I've already been taking the subway to get some shitty ass Wendy's, McDonald's, insert your least favorite type of fast food here. I want some good ass food bless y'all who like food. I don't get it. Um, uh, what do you have with you that might serve useful now that you are here? What, why did you bring it? And what do you hope it would accomplish? Well, please God, give me some good things. Please. If I get food and drink again, I quit. I will actually quit. I brought a journal, which is actually helpful considering my biggest fear is memory loss. I'm not losing my memories today. Anyway, so I have my I have my journal. Uh, oh, I have to answer questions. Uh, why did I bring my journal? Because I'm a writer. That's not Marigold. That's me. But like, I just don't understand people who don't bring like a notebook. Because like, what if your phone dies? And like, what if you need to take notes of some form? I always have a journal. I always have a pen. <sighs> what if you see something really interesting or someone says something really stupid on the subway? I am keeping a journal. So she's, that's why she has her journal. She always has it with her. Um, but it's even worse because the weather has turned foul. Uh, I, you spot a shelter, a fire, and a figure sipping a warm beverage. We got the drink, guys. Um, what does the host look, smell, and sound like? Oh, please be hot. Please give me one hot man in the story. If, oh, well, ethereal and translucent. I mean, one of the options was insectoid, so I guess that's hotter than that. Um ethereal and translucent he he it is a he uh kind of like crouches by the fire and he like has just really like sorry i play video games he has a sephiroth long type of hair but instead of being that like dark silver of sephiroth it's so much like lighter it's more like white and it is honestly the most non-translucent part about him. Uh, you look at him and you think you can see straight through him, but at the same time, he almost seems like this kind of non-existent being. Like the fire is flickering and you can see the flames through him. The only thing that is really holding back the full flame effect is that hair that is so long that goes goddamn to like the ground because he is sitting on a rock he is fancy but he is sitting on the the rock um and he seems to have been watching me as i walked in which is creepy because i just wanted some food what about the host puts you at ease and what does it remind you of Just kidding. It's not creepy the way he looks at me because the way that he looks at me is what puts me at ease. It is somehow mentoring without the fact that I even know who this person is. It is almost caring as though he already knows that I'm going to go through some shit and he just wants to make sure that what I I am well prepared for what I am going through. Um, he, he just looks so like he cares. And it reminds me of some of the professors I had in college who knew I was failing my classes, but at the same time made sure that it was like that softness of the gaze where it's like, oh shit, she's stupid. Um, but like in a nice way, 
um so truly the way he looks at me is in like a mentoring way like he wants me to do better but he's not really quite sure at the moment how to advise me on how to do so so anyway let me not jump ahead to the story um what about the host concerns me what is so unsettling do you dismiss do you try and dismiss or rationalize your concern i hope it's the way they look at you i hope both i hope i'm just like ooh, fuck that well the thing that concerns me is their presence because no matter how mentoring the person wants to look there is something so much more powerful beneath the way they are it is you can tell that this person this fey uh, emanates a certain kind of strength that he could rip one's heart out without even really trying to do so he could kind of like reach his hand into your chest and just kind of like yank it out as though he was like you know plucking a hair off like if you were plucking a hair off your head it is such it's not even a concern of his of how strong he is his presence is terrifying and it's that situation where that person can look to you and be like, ah, I see you. And it's almost like they think they're seeing, they're looking at you in a mentoring way, but it it feels like to you that they are looking at an ant, something that is so beneath their gaze, it is almost soul crushing. Uh, I'm going to rationalize my concern. This person seems fucking terrifying. Um, It does, even though, even if the way they're trying to look at me does kind of like, puts me at ease everything else about them just emanates such terrifying power that uh i gotta keep my control around this person i gotta not say anything bad because one snap and he could like snap my little neck this is not the person you go to in fairyland to tell them how you're going to take down fairyland that is a fool's errand As you approach, the host offers you a spot by the fire and a cup of silvery liquid with the tendrils of shimmering purple snaking through it that never quite completely incorporate. You know of the Fae, and the legend tells you three things. Nothing is ever given freely. But I mean, I already got the food and drink. We're done, guys. Like, this game is over. It's so lovely. I'm just kidding. Uh, Nothing is ever given freely nothing is ever freely given i wish i could read uh they never lie and they never tell the whole truth can i just take a pause here right right for a second um yeah let me just i just want to take a pause for you listeners did you ever see labyrinth or any of those stories where they're like one of us always lies and one of us always tells the truth and which door is it yeah um ask them what's two plus two you got one answer and then you go through the door you want Okay, that's all I want to say. Anyway, they never tell the whole truth. Um, When you take a seat by the fire, do you drink the liquid? Oh, do I drink the liquid? Yeah, fuck it. We came here for food and drink, buddy. We came here for food and drink. We're going to take it. We're going to we're going to drink the liquid. It's great. Oh my God, I didn't have to add the taboo. I'm sorry, I'm figuring this out. Um, But yeah, I drank the liquid. It was delicious. Um, But because I did, as I sip, uh, I remember a cherished childhood memory. What is it? An unexpected kindness. Ooh, I remember. I remember. I 
was on a train. I was visiting someone upstate and I had like dropped my teddy bear. Which like when you're a little when you're like older, you're like, God damn it, I lost it. But when you're like five, six, seven, that fucking bear is your entire life. And you on like a train like that, you're never gonna see that shit again. And my mom had just been like, you know what? I'm so sorry. That bear is gone, kid. I will buy you a new one. But like, it was my fucking bear. And I was like, no, we got to get back on this train. Like, I don't care if the train is literally moving out of the station. I don't care if the next stop of, of it is like a city that is farther north. I was five, six. I don't know cities. But then someone behind me, uh, someone comes up to my mom behind her and like taps her on the shoulder. And is like, I'm pretty sure this is your daughter's. And it was just so nice. And it was just so kind. And like, they didn't, they could have, they didn't have to pick that up. They could have not approached us. They could have thrown it away. They could have completely ignored it, but it was so sweet. People are lovely. As, I, as you open your eyes, you find the host staring at you intently. They nod gently. They're also incorporeal. And so I'm kind of seeing through them with their translucentness. So like, are they nodding or is the fire, no, is the fire flickering? Who knows? Act two. There is a there is a moment of silence which stretches until you ask for help to get home. The host does not answer immediately. That's rude. Like, motherfucker, like are we just sitting well apparently we're just sitting in silence drinking your weird purpley drink. That's not fully not fully incorporated. Anyway, um what do you do? What do they do? Uh that seems like they are stalling for time. Some of these are funny. If I don't stop fucking landing sixes, uh, they remain stock still. Uh, that's less funny. Um, so they, it's actually kind of creepy because they, um, because they are kind of translucent and the fire is flickering, it kind of looks like they're waving in and out. Um, even if you're looking dead at them and the fire is in front of them because of the smoke and the fire, it just kind of seems like they're flowing in and out. And Truly, it's kind of fucking creepy. Um, and like, it's not even stalling for time. They're just not saying anything. They're not drinking. They're not reacting. I don't actually, are they breathing? They're not breathing. Um, that's weird. That's very weird. But you know what? It's fine. It's fine. You do you, buddy. Um, but after what seems like forever, they ask what you offer in exchange for help. What is it? I don't want to, can I just stay here? Can I just drink my tea with you? Unnamed transparent man please no apparently i offer a cherished memory yo marigold you just said you started this game you didn't want to give up a memory and you're like i will take here's a memory because i have no memory of what i offered you or what i was afraid to give up in the beginning homegirl like i swear to god um ooh ooh what what you know what what cherished memory is Marigold going to give up? Because Marigold's dumb. Marigold, no! <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> sorry, I read a little ahead, but I'm going to give you that cherished memory first. Uh, the cherished memory is Marigold very, very, very much wanted to... Like, she, you know, she really loved her high school. She really loved her high school. She really loved her small town. She really loved everyone in it. But like, there's something about it that just, you know, pulled her to a bigger city. And her parents had always been like, you know, 
we can't we love you but we can't really get you there uh unless you really get a scholarship because going to insert expensive ivy league education is a little too expensive for us and no offense but like uh you don't need to spend sixty thousand eighty thousand dollars a year to get that ivy league education a fact i wish i told myself back in the day i did not go to an ivy league school it's fine um but anyway she really, really wanted it, or I really, really wanted it, and I, somehow, my grades were high enough, my everything was just high enough, and it was awesome, because I got in, and it's like my parents were so proud, and like my school was so proud, because I was the first person to go from there, and then like, just, it was so happy, and uh, yeah, apparently Marigold just gave that fucking memory up, so Jesus Christ, Marigold, we started this game saying, I don't want to we, I don't want to give up a memory. <sighs> okay, so uh, if I offer a cherished memory, the host accepts it, and you immediately lose the memory, but you can almost feel the gap where the memory was. You know you had it, but only that you had it once. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, there were, I could have offered my firstborn and never had kids. Like, come on, Marigold. You're fucking around here. I'm so angry. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. But uh, we are continuing and now we are on to act three. Once the bargain of help is accepted, an exchange of questions begins. Uh, and I'm going to roll a 1d6 and answer these questions. Um, you know the answer uh, will give the host the power to entice you and keep you here. What are your answers? Do you tell the host honestly and completely? Hell no! Or... I'm gonna be completely honest. Me? Hell no. Marigold? Apparently, because she already fucking forgot what she was doing here, and she's like, I want some food, drink, here's my cherished memory, because good fucking Christ, Marigold. Um. Okay. Sorry, I'm thinking. Give me a sec. Uh, what about... Okay, I got it. Okay. So, I will roll. There's one of six questions, and uh, if I roll the same number twice, then I move on to act four. So, this could take uh, six questions, or it could just be one, because I've been rolling like shit. So, <laughs> number one is six. Um, you've done something. That, oh, God. You've done something that has offended the host. Add one to taboo. What do you think it is? How did the host react that you notice their discomfort? That you notice their discomfort. So Marigold said the host was hot because Marigold, just like your current co-host, is just thinking about hot Disney dads. And just because he is translucent does not mean that uh, he is not attractive. Um, she did not mean to offend the host. She just thought that, you know... She actually was kind of talking about the fire because Marigold is a sweet, sweet child. And she was like, oh, are you hot? It seems very hot in here. And I guess he was thinking about appearance. And I guess in Faye and Fairy, you don't talk about appearance. You don't, like, that is, because I guess they're all hot. That's just the thing they do. Um, and the only reason you would ever talk about appearance is if it was negative. So the fact that she even brought up um, if he was hot and he took it as that, 
uh, would be slightly offensive. And um, I think he also knows, however, that I am, he knows I'm a human, but he knows that like within the human world, maybe that's a thing that happens. So he's not super offended by it. I hope. Marigold's gonna die, guys. I'm, I, I've had Marigold for one day and I already know that she's gonna die. This is not like Arlo the puppy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I would not kill everyone and then myself. Marigold's gonna die and it's gonna be her fault. Aha! Okay. Number five. The host tells you a story of someone who wandered here and is still here as part of the bargain. You recognize it as another villager we're in a village now, who went missing last year. Do you know what the bargain was? Uh, if you ask, they will tell you, but add one to your taboo. If you don't ask, how do you change the subject so not to give offense or to let on that you know about the situation? Oh, fuck yeah, she asked a bargain. Marigold's a sweetheart. She's also not thinking great. Um, Marigold 100% was like, yo, what the fuck was that bargain? Like, I gave up my cherished memory did they give up a memory and mr Tran- translucent who straight up we don't have a name we're gonna call him translucent at the moment which i think is a um, hero from the incredibles i don't know um but he was like "Ooh, the girl like what the fuck uh you're not supposed to ask that but he ends up telling me um uh their <laughs> their uh offer was a promise to bring another and it's kind of weird because i know this person i know this person so well that it was i had seen them only a few weeks beforehand and they were telling me that there was like if i really wanted to like relax and not deal with things there was this forest i could go to that would allow me to zone out and it kind of kind of made me realize that maybe this uh villager Maybe they brought someone else here too. Gosh, that would have been really shitty. Uh, Luckily, it wasn't me because clearly there'd be no connection between the two of us. The fact that I also came. Um, But, you know, that would be shitty for whoever it was. Not sure who they are though. Let's see. Number four. I literally got six, four, uh, six, five, and four. This is amazing. Okay. Um, The host tells you a story of when they visited your home your home holy shit uh they rec- you recognize it as a story your grandmother told you from when she was a child yet the host talks about it as if it was yesterday what was the bargain your grandmother made with the host how is the host version different from your grandmother's did you tell the host your grandmother's version if you do uh not tell it or tell it completely add plus one to your taboo um yo this story was so different grandma was talking about how is like so the host is telling the story about how like this gracious woman welcomed me into my home and offered me food and I knew not to take this food and she allowed me to sit at her hearth and exist in my presence and my grandmother was like this motherfucker like strolled into my house no question did not want him here he was selling shit door to door but he looked so cold he almost looked I don't know translucent but she let him in and it she always just told this story about this guy who seemed really fucking creepy but like was so nice and she was like he was so nice that maybe he had murdered someone and she was like you know what fine 
fine. He can ha- he can like sit at my my fire for like a day. It's fine. Uh, no, absolutely not. Do I tell the host my grandmother's version? Holy shit, the host would be so offended. I already called him hot. I don't want to die. Marigold is so gonna die. God damn it, Marigold. Okay, this is actually not funny. I got three now. Uh, why do you need to get back to your home? Do you lie or not tell the whole truth? I need to get back to my home because I have um, over 80 plants and they need to be watered. And like, I really want to rule Fairyland, but my plants need to be watered. I, I don't lie because I feel like he would appreciate it, this translucent man. I just need to water my fucking plants, dude. I'm sorry. Uh, please, oh my god. If I get two, this would be stupid. Aha! I got three again. So I move on to act four. Um, when you know, uh, you know when you get back, no one will believe you were in fairy. That's fucking rude. I had some good ass food in fairy. That's all I wanted. I lost a memory. That's all I worried about. I had some good food. That's all I wanted. Um, what do you see that you want to take back as proof? If I get food and drink again. Guys, we're ending this game early. I can't do this. This girl is so hungry. Uh, ooh, we're taking back a lock of hair. So. Oh, I have to like nicely take the lock of hair. I can't steal the lock of hair. Okay. I had a whole story about how I stole this man's lock of hair. But you know what, guys? We're not going to do that. Uh, what do you offer in exchange? Different from what you offered in your guided return. Motherfucker, if I take another cherished memory. Yearly offerings? Ooh, I got this. Okay, so. I asked for a lock of hair. And <laughs> as a yearly offering for the amazing, incredible food that... Um, translucent man has offered me i say that he can either a come by for thanksgiving dinner because someone in my house will cook it's not gonna be me it's gonna be food but it will be a an offering that is yearly uh or i don't know i could drop some like mcdonald's on a hearth and he can have some fries he doesn't appreciate the fries comment but um he does say he will stop by for the holiday um my families don't usually have a large gathering but I feel like Translucent Man will fit right in somehow, not even looking like he's even there. Um, now I get to see if he accepts it. I already forgot what I had to do. That's four. Okay. Okay. Oh, shit. Um, so the host demands something more. What else do I offer? Motherfucker, I already offered you McDonald's. Shit. Fine, he can have my firstborn. Whoa, God, why did I do that? No, actually, he can't have my firstborn. He can have my promise to bring another. Because knowing my luck, somehow, I'd be like, yeah, let's have kids. And be like, shit. Um, so yeah, I will promise to bring another. He can have my, um, he can be welcome into my home once a year. My grandmother's going to be really excited to see it and be like, oh, is that, that that translucent man again? The fuck? Um, but I... I feel like there's some other people who would actually benefit talking to him, whether or not they come back, because some of them suck, but they would benefit just being in his presence. So, uh, Translucent Man, you can have him again. Have fun. Anyway, Act 5. We're almost done, guys. You're almost done dealing with me. Isn't this fun? The host snaps their fingers and the weather clears. They guide you down a windy path to a crop of trees. Their voice changes as they sing a song that raises all your hair. Just... 
I mean, my hair is already kind of like poofy. It's, <laughs> it's already up. Um, the air is full of energy. They turn and stare into your eyes, feeling as though they are gazing into your soul as their singing softens and ends. You know there are words in the song, but all you can, all you can make remember is before you lies two doors, one back to your realm, the other to a place of penance. A pen? Oh, fuck. I think you should take the door on your left, but the choice is yours. Buddy. I'll take the door on the right. We're doomed. Um... Oh no, I don't have a choice. I can't pick it. If you trust the host and believe you haven't made too many faux pas, choose the door on the left. Otherwise, choose the door on the right. Make a choice about which door. Oh my god, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, what the fuck? I don't like this. Okay. Okay. Uh, I have rolled a three. I take the door on the left. And despite the fact that Marigold started this journey really, really, really wanting to stay in Fairyland and conquering it, she opens the door on the left and she sees that weird ass Starbucks again. She manages to kind of peek it through. There is actually some food there, but this time... She's not stupid. And she keeps going past through the woods. And then she hears the, the, whatever the sound is of a subway, the train, the subway train just beyond. And she steps out of the woods and turns around and the woods suddenly aren't there anymore. It's she's back in the jungle of Manhattan. And she is looking around and all these people are staring at her because this bitch is in the middle of the sidewalk. Move. But luckily she managed to get out of the way before she's barreled over by a stroller. And she realizes that, you know what? Maybe the food she has here is just as good. The end. That's all I got, guys. Aaron, come back. I'm done. <laughs> Why, hello there. Hi, Aaron. How did it go? I didn't get to conquer Fairyland. Oh, you didn't? No, they didn't give me the option. They weren't like you can stay and murder everyone. But it was fun. Poor mm. my poor character just did. <laughs> I just everything. I was like, yeah, she's gonna go in for power, and she's like, I want food, and I was like, well, we're already downhill from here. Just <laughs> straight downhill, child. Who does a um, kind of power? I guess. But like, she came into Fairyland. Who comes into a magical place being like, I want to eat. <laughs> Like, that's that's my one goal. I want to eat and not lose my memories. And the first thing she does is, like, here's a memory. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess... But that is, I guess it depends on, like, how she got there and why. I feel like a lot of people travel to have different, like, cuisine from different places. But I guess if you just happen to find yourself in Fairyland, you're not specifically going there for the food, you know? Oh, poor Marigold. She was doing her best. She got tricked there by someone else. She's like, I don't know. But, yeah, no, that was fun. Yeah. Um, it How did Marigold uh, turn out as a character? She was a dipshit. I loved her. <laughs> she just like, she had one track mind. Of, like, I want food. This man seems nice. And it's like, girl, like, despite the fact that it's 100% me, but like the choices that I kept rolling were just like, what if she was dumb, but nice? And I'm like, no, what pure Sora from Kingdom Hearts energy, who was like, I don't know what's going on. I want to befriend you. And you're like, no, my dumb child, please. <laughs> Please stop it. And he's like, no. 
Isn't but, that kind of fun though? When like you have created a character and then the character kind of takes on a life of their own, you know, it kind of sounds it. like that happened. I hate it. All I want is for you to follow my plan because, Oh, uh, I will say writing a book would be so much easier if every once in a while I could be like, ah, okay. They're going there instead of having to like use the brain muscles and figuring that out. But yeah, no, it is always fascinating where it's like, Oh, she was supposed to be badass and awesome. And she's like, hi, kind sir. You're hot. Like, no ill intention behind the eyes, just sweetness. I'm like, no, tell him he's hot. Like, Gong Yu from Squid Game, tell him he's hot. She's like, no, you're hot. Like, there's a fire. And it's like, ugh. Yeah, it's but- awkward. <laughs> but she made it out? She she made it out. She she actually listened to him. She took the right door. I was so hoping, because there was, like, an option for a third door or a right door that she'd, like, basically, if she hadn't made the right door, I was going to have her, like, loop back in and either... Knowing herself, she'd just, like, kind of end up in the same place and have to restart. Um, mm-hmm. But if it was the third door, she'd end up in the castle. And it's like, well, where would she go? No, but she's like, oh, I'm back in New York. Oh, oh well. Time to oh. eat some some human food. <laughs> she didn't even eat food. She only got a drink. I feel so bad. Oh. Oh, well. Poor Marigold. That's what she gets. <laughs> so how did playing uh, the solo game feel compared to uh, the group games that we've been playing on gameplay so far? It was fun. It was weird. I hate telling the story. <laughs> you hated it? I, it's just so weird because it's like, uh, listeners, I'm sorry, but we jumped back and forth between you and I. And it was both because reading the um, the thing about the game itself was not really easy to say as like I to just like immediately translate the tent mm-hmm. in my brain. Um, but then like I would be talking I'm like, and then Marigold does. And then I did this. And it's like, who am I? Am I the storyteller or the story? Um, yeah, but yeah. You had a bit of trouble with the uh, picking the a narrative, like a narration level. Yeah, I guess. yeah. Uh, and then, <laughs> I... there's an actual phrase for that. I can't remember what it is. Perspective, no. point of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, and then um, yeah. But it was fun. It was, it it. I, I did appreciate this game because unlike other games, it kind of like gave me a little more to kind of go off of. So like mm-hmm. I could, they're like, yeah, you're here, but like, this is your question. And this is the kind of prompt that we're leading you to. Um, I'm not so much someone who can be like, go. And it's like, everyone died. And it's like, great. You just, the story's over. Like you, you the story hasn't even begun. The story's over. Rocks fell. Everyone died. Um, but so, yeah. So you find yourself like you kind of enjoyed it being a bit more of a structured experience. We've been doing yeah. a lot of stuff where it's like you get a prompt um, and then you just kind of take it wherever. It sounds like this was more like. I think I'm OK with a prompt if there's someone else there because I can bounce off of people mm. um, both in life and in story. But oh. like with no one to bounce off of, it's just like, hello. And it's just echoing back out into the rest of my hallway uh, <laughs> without anything to kind of like hit back with me. Um, and I'm very much someone uh, in real life in storytelling, despite the fact that earlier I said, if you ever hear, if you ever read anything I do, never speak to me again. I very much thrive off of like uh, reaction. Um, if you, mm-hmm. I mean, you talk to me all the time and half the time I'm like, how do I just, even if it's a normal conversation, listeners, I'm a nightmare to deal with. Um, but I'll be like, Ooh, how can I make, make this funny? Or how can I like joke, like turn this into this, no matter what kind of the situation is. So like, it is very weird to do it alone. It's like, 
just staring into a mirror. It's like, how do you make yourself laugh, Brianna? I mean, it's like the joke with the clown sometimes, right? (laughs) It's the joke with the clown where it's like, there's a clown here. Go see him. He's like, I am the clown. I can't laugh. And it's like, uh, um, you, you just kind of enjoy the story. But yeah, I mean, I guess I guess that's kind of what like extroversion is like. You just want to be around people and do things with them. I will okay. say, in a very shortened way, I was having lunch with a few people a couple days ago, mm-hmm. and they were saying how COVID was the best. They fucking hate dealing with people. It was awful. And one of those people, um, she had come by because I had to drop off something to her. And I had been alone for weeks. And I was like twitching. I'm like, I need to, I need to have a conversation with a human. I'm just like twitching. And she's like, no, bye. And I was like, no, that it's, it's like, I didn't even like the energy to bounce off of someone. Um, Like I need to hit it to you and it will somehow come back to me, which is a weird experience when you're just doing it alone. And it's not the same as monologuing in the mirror. Are you, when you, I mean, maybe this is a question for off air. You can let me know. Like, when you are looking for energy back, are you looking for their energy or your own energy? Honestly, it can kind of be both. Um, I can, like, read a situation. And, like, it, it doesn't even have to be someone laughing. It can just be, like, a quirk of a smile. I'm like, okay, that hit well. Or if someone is actually talking to me, that's something else. It's just, like, acknowledgement that I exist. Like... If I touch, this is a terrible example, but like if you touch a plant and like shrinks away, don't do that. But like it's acknowledgement that I'm here. Like I have made some impact on something here. And for me, that's what storytelling is. Despite the fact, again, if you ever read my stuff, never fucking tell me. So I live in a conundrum. (laughs) I'm like, I need that to survive, but don't speak to me. You need to be witnessed, but you also don't want to be witnessed. (laughs) Thank you. To put it in Mad Max terms, witness me, but like, don't fucking witness me. I honestly, the number of times I think about that from Mad Max, where it's just like, witness me. <laughs> well, it's, and then someone exactly. else goes, witness. It's just like, how many people like just really need that sometimes? I feel like we need to in, like induct that into society, but only like used within very specific moments, you know? I mean, honestly, listeners, if you haven't seen Mad Max, please go see it. I always think about. The part where like the the war boy is climbing on the truck and he fails and a Morton Joe is like pathetic. <laughs> and it's like, oh Yeah, I mean, could you imagine if the entirety of like Times Square was filled filled with people screaming, witness me? Um, first That'd be of all, a lot. never go to Times Square. Never go to Temez Square. It's it's hell on earth. Um, but also that would be like 90% tourist absolutely not Aaron get out of there free yourself it would be something very interesting for sure <laughs> just runs back to Columbus Circle like please god but I mean I, I hope I hope you don't mind me uh like uh, f- I guess philosophizing here um she's philosoph- she's falafel I'm falafeling I'm falafeling so I I think you've touched on something really like really like interesting which is the fact that like when you're playing role-playing games with someone it's it's requesting to be witnessed and then witnessing other people in return it's about like a given a take of storytelling versus when you're playing a solo game it's literally all of you just you just you it's your story and you own it the whole time they're just like very different experiences because it's like um 
when you're playing with a group, it's about sharing the energy with everyone in the room versus when it's by yourself, you're like, it's my energy, bitch. Time to go. It's like improv when you go, yes, and, and then you realize there's no one answering your and because it's just you alone. So that is, yes, and. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Yeah. I mean, and the yes, and thing is definitely something that people talk about, but like, uh, and now I've just gone like on a huge rant on your solo episode on your solo show. Um, How dare she? But like the yes and thing, I feel like it often it's it implies like a stacked energy kind of a thing where it's like someone puts out their perception of something and you go yes and here's my perception of something as well. It's like a stacked thing. When I think about like gaming, I often think of it as something that needs to be like mixed together see it's funny because i think um, guys i don't do improv don't don't mock me in the reviews um but i always find it interesting because i think it's not shooting the other person down so it's like uh Mm. we're going to fairyland it's like no actually we're going to starbucks and it's like you already like it kind of is kind of what you're saying where it's like it's upping the energy but it's like allowing whoever just said something like continuing it on and not being like "Mm, that's kind of stupid because like even if you don't think it's stupid even if you want the story to go another way you're like the first person's like well you just kind of shut my fucking idea down so like i don't want to fucking keep going um so it's just like if being okay being in someone else's idea and like keep keeping it moving um sure and it's a practice in consent too yeah yeah which is why when i do improv i'm like hannibal let's just start straight there cannibalism and then we just go and everyone hates me you're not the only person i've done cannibalism improv with aaron you're like the (laughs) third i regret it poor everyone they regret it i mean at this point you're just conducting a science experiment true also let me just say that was you who brought it up i did not bring up the the skin the lotion on the skin joke you brought that up and then I just kept it going. I yes and your you did. Thing. You went immediately. You were like cannibalism. I was making a, I went a, a, a show a reference. <laughs> I it's good. We sprinted with it so fast that she was like, "Fuck, come back." We we really we really went somewhere, <laughs> and we will continue to go somewhere on other episodes of gameplay. Uh, yeah, do you have any yeah. final thoughts before we wrap it up? Uh, well, first of all, we went there together, Aaron. Um, but final thoughts. Uh, this was quite fun. Um, I think I would do it again. I would definitely uh, just kind of for anyone interested in doing um, like a one shot by themselves on air where other people can hear you. Um, keep in mind, just are you someone who kind of takes more structured storytelling? Can you just kind of like go off on a tangent without thinking about it? Do you have a one hour kind time constraint that you have to abide to? That's always a good thing to keep note. Um, but yeah, just, I don't know. I would totally do it again. I'm so glad that I started uh, role playing 18 or so months ago. And that now I'm here making everyone listen to me talk. Yay. Yay. We're glad to have you here. Thank you. All right. And we're glad to have our listeners here listening to Gameplay Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. Make sure you follow us at GameplayRFB on Twitter. And if you're listening on a podcast app, leave us a review. You can also follow us individually. I'm at Erin is a bird. That's E-R-Y-N is a bird on Twitter or at Erin K. Levine on Instagram. 
And I'm at cutebookworm1010, the numbers not spelled out. So take care of yourselves and each other, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.